Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome on, welcome all to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, I'll be sure. And what a Saturday night in the Jones, Texas Tech, playing the Murray State Racers. And uh, I know we played an FCS team, but I'm absolutely pumped up. Um, and because I'm so pumped up, I got to bring the other man that is jacked at all times. Um, and I ain't just talking in the gym. <laughs> Jeremy Gillen, the people's champ. What's up, Jeremy? What is up, Albie? Uh, we've waited long enough. We waited long enough for this. I, I got my tickets. I walked up to that stadium Saturday, and I said, you know what? Uh, whatever happens, I'm just here to observe. I just want to see, you know, after all this time, what's it going to be like? And electric. I'll be honest, uh, the Jones was electric, really, especially at the beginning football season is back man it feels really good and even more so to get a blowout which has been difficult uh for a while now to blow out a team uh and to do so fabulously and we're going to talk all about it here on tortillas and takes yeah so um first things first uh kind of crazy but we did have a um we played an fcs team so two years in a row we we're kind of in a rough spot against FCS teams, right? Like, so two years ago, we played Houston Baptist. It's close. It's tense. Uh, their offensive coordinator is some guy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if you've heard of him. Zach Kelly, whatever. Um, and then <laughs> and then they, they – Houston Baptist plays the game very close. It's at home, and all of a sudden, we're like, why are we in this close fight with an FCS team? And I would argue that was the very beginning of Matt Wells on the hot seat was the fact that we barely beat Houston Baptist, right? And then last year – we go up against Stephen F. Austin. We all love the coach. Coaches from West Texas is great. And we talked about it last year in the, in the recap how it felt like we were legitimately about to lose to an FCS team. And we and a miracle happened. We ended up winning the game 28-22. So going into this game, I, I, I felt like, look, I, the hype's there, but I'm not going in with any expectations. My, my prediction, I think, early was 
like an 18 point uh, win or 14 point win or something like that. Like I, I definitely thought it would be two scores. I thought it'd be a close game until the third quarter, and I said that. Mm-hmm. I said that. I not only said it on the podcast, I also tweeted it, that it'd be a close game until the third quarter, just because you know, I, as y'all know, I haven't really been high up on the talent of this team. Um, Jeremy and, and Dylan said not so fast, my friends. They said that it was going to be a great a blowout. Jeremy, this is your time to shine. Let me have it. There's a lot of things. Albert, let me tell you something. There's a lot of things I want to just uh, rub in your face. Categorically, <laughs> there are a number of things. Uh, this game certainly level. I just good grief. First of all, yes. Oh my gosh. We from the get go. It first play of the game. A flea flicker in your own end zone. The wild boy. <laughs> Kid was I, a wild I, boy. <laughs> when Sir when Sir Roderick turned around, I thought you've got to be kidding me because the Texas Tech fan of me thought this is about to he about to fumble it. We're about to I don't know intercept something. There's no way something as ridiculous as this would go that well, and it did. And it just got more exciting from there. Um, having Zach Kitley at the helm of this offense is is a wow a breath of fresh air. There are so many different types of play calls being made in one game. I mean, you know, in the past we've been used to often like for FCS, these 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 uh, FCS schools you have uh, you have teams uh excuse me, you have our offensive coordinators trying to like keep the playbook simple. Hey, let's just play the fundamentals. Let's just go go out and win this game. And it's led to a lot of close games. Zach Kelly said, "You know what? F it. I'm going to just run through the gauntlet of this thing. Let's bring out all the craziest things like all these different things I can do." I mean, and when something worked so often, it was like, oh, Miles Price, Miles Price just got a, you know, 15-yard pickup. Ah, let's throw it to him again. Oh, look at that. another. And so it's, it's crazy to be on the other side of that. Like you said, that Houston Baptist game. It's crazy to be on the other side of that when something's working uh, to just go to it again. And guess what? Getting more yards. So uh, offensively, especially, you talk about, you know, making the gap. Part A, offense was clicking, and it felt great. So, I mean, let's get into it. Like, and a great call out as far as Kelly doing it. Literally, literally I mean, doing back-to-back plays. He would literally see yeah. play like, oh, it worked. All right, let's do it again. <laughs> that's that's well. Let's get into it. Uh, so, Texas Tech, three and out to start the game. Like Jeremy said, first play of the game was a flea flicker. First drive of the game ends in a nice pass from Tyler Shuck to Louis Fungi. Uh, Fungi, sorry. 30-yard pass. To get, to get the party started. Then, mm-hmm. another three and out. Another drive that ends in a Todd Brooks touchdown. Um, after the first quarter, it is 14-3. We're driving to score for a third time. Life is fun. Duran Bradley gets another touchdown and started the early in the second quarter. Before you know it, you blink, and it's 42-10 to 10 at halftime. 42-10 to mm. 10 at halftime. I tried looking back to the last time we scored that many points in a half, and I got so far, I stopped, I stopped looking up. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> this exercise is not fun. Um, I'm done. Right? We only scored 40. We've only scored... 42 points in a game in the last three years, three times. I counted three times. Last three years, we only scored three times, 42 points in a game, right? And so, for us to do it in the very first half of the Joey McGuire wow. era is wild. And flip side of that, we holding Murray State to 10 points. I know they're an FCS team. I get it. I know that. Trust me. I understand it. Um but the pressure up front was fantastic in the first half. It was great. They were able to, they were able to, the, outside of the the fifty four yard pass from from DJ Williams, who was a pretty good quarterback. I was give give DJ Williams credit. Uh, but outside of that first that 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 touchdown pass, defense held him stand still. What was your thoughts of the first half? Yeah, man. Let's just put a big asterisk on this. We know that Murray State is not a good team. 
when we say when we get really excited about how our players are playing we know that murray state is not a very good team when we are being critical about other parts of the game guess what we know that murray state is not a good team but history says um we don't always play good against not good teams so that's if it wasn't that's if it wasn't a good team no. <laughs> like, that's and we were sweating we were sweating <laughs> Yeah, I was chewing in the I was chewing in the stands in this one. It was great. Um, yeah, so this first half, especially defensively, I mean, you want to talk about, and I, I had mentioned it on the preview. I think that pass rush is going to make the difference here, and you know, DJ Williams is a good quarterback for Murray State, but having guys, you know, I, I mean, there was a number of times. First of all, early on in the game, uh, I think it was uh, Muddy Waters being called for uh being called on a cornerback blitz and he's like rushing down uh dj williams and dj williams makes a bad pass it's like um you know getting all of these players active in pressuring the quarterback in different ways i mean seeing the rooters defense kind of start to come together in a lot of in a lot of cool ways is it was really exciting uh but defensive line far and away the most uh dangerous thing we have on defense right now of course i thought it was going to be our defensive backs and they did let a couple of big uh big plays go um but you know in that like there was some good there was some bad there was some over coverage uh some under coverage defensive line i got nothing wrong to say with y'all y'all they came out and performed i mean how many rushing yards total for murray state 50 rushing yards total yeah uh, <laughs> that's amazing. That's, that's such a, a really good job. That's the strength of the team, by the way. The strength of the Murray yeah. State team is that rushing attack, and they held them to 50 yards total. Yeah, yeah, and we are pro at making average to good running backs seem excellent to legendary. So, I, I mean, this was a really – the defensive front, amazing. Tyree Wilson, uh, Hutchins and Bradley. First of all, seeing Bradley run down DJ Murray – I didn't realize how fast Bradley could move out there in the open. DJ Murray, I don't think he I don't think he knew either. <laughs> Bradford. Bradford. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I was, I'm I'm hundred places right now, Abby. Uh Bradford. I am so sorry. Uh no, it's good. You you were hyped up on Duran Bradley, who did score Bradley, that first Who scored the touchdown? <laughs> so I said off talking defense right now. Defense, defense. So Hutchins, uh Bradford. Tyree Wilson, um, Josiah Pierre out there making some moves. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Um, this was the best, I think this was the best f- first half that you've seen Texas Tech play against a team like this, against any team really. Um, feeling cohesive, feeling like there there was a lot of energy on the sideline. Um, I'll tell you something I noticed now that I'm thinking about it is, you know, what we've had in the past is like a quarter, or a, a, a head coach that is very disconnected from the players. Um, a head coach is doing his job, seemingly, right? Just staying out there, making calls, doing all this. But because McGuire has allowed himself to step uh, only as a game manager and not as somebody who's calling plays, after big plays, after touchdowns, after defensive stops, he was always uh, he was always walking back around the benches and congratulating guys and like getting in, you know, getting them excited. And so he's very active coach uh, with his players. You just don't see that very often. No, you don't. And, that's, and I think that is that is great. I think McGuire was a great guy on the sideline to be there, um, managed the game very well. When you got he, – and he let his coordinators be his coordinators. It was absolutely fantastic. But we did have a situation that happened in the first half. Uh, Tyler Shuck had an incredible first quarter, had an absolutely incredible first quarter. Went – had a nice long run right at the end of the first quarter. It was – um, and I remember thinking in my head, I'm like, yeah, he's probably sliding the quarterback, but he doesn't. He doesn't make the guy miss, goes to the sideline, gets gets tackled. 
No big deal. Comes in, has a couple more plays. You don't think anything of it. Then you see Donovan Smith tried out in the second quarter. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty early to put in Donovan Smith. Hey, you know, none the wiser. I'll report. Tyler Shuck has gone to the locker room to get x-rays on his shoulder again. And he came back in the game in the second half in a sling. Um, now, we don't know what's going to happen. But Donovan Smith, or in the future, but Donovan Smith did come out in the second quarter. Also, was just as incredible as Shuck was in the first quarter. Um, and as we kind of talk a little bit about what, what happened in the second in the second half, Donovan Smith continued to sling it. Ended the game with four touchdowns um, on the on the night. He was just he he kept it. Had a touch had let, had a touchdown pass to Roger Thompson early in the third quarter. Then another one to Duran Bradley. That was Bradley's second touchdown of the game. Smith's fourth uh, before handing it off to Baron Morton there at the end of the third quarter. Uh, so. Jeremy, so and, and that ended the game, sixty-three to ten. But Jeremy, I do have a mm-hmm. question because now we are back where we didn't think we'd be. Um, it is a question, Donovan Smith. So let's talk about the offense a little bit. Donovan Smith, Tyler <laughs> Shuck. Tyler Shuck wasn't a sling. We got Houston coming up next week. Um, what is your opinion? First of all, what is your opinion on the Tyler Shuck injury, and then what does that mean for the quarterback room? Yeah, man. Um... I tell you, as soon as that play happened and Chuck like rolls out to the right and gets tackled, and it seemed kind of an awkward tackle, and the defense, like the defender, like extended his arm to like really drive Chuck into the ground. Uh, when Chuck got up, he like adjusted his shoulder pads, and just something in me, I was like, yeah, I, there's something wrong with that fall. And then you know that was the end of the hat, that was the end of the quarter, and the next quarter it's like, oh, Donovan Smith, and you know we're all thinking, oh, okay, maybe it was like a one one quarter, one quarter, one quarter thing for these quarterbacks. Um, no, uh, yeah, get a text on my phone. Hey, uh, Shuck's in the back getting x-rays. Uh, same collarbone. So remember, you know, we got four games in last season, right? Uh, broken left collarbone. Um, on the side, on the sideline of the second half of that, uh, what game was that? Uh, Texas, right? Texas, and then, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, on the sideline with the second half of the sling, non-throwing shoulder. Comes out in the sling, non-throwing shoulder. Oh, it's just like, oh my god. So from what we know and what they what they've released right now is that, you know, we don't know what the, the severity of it is. McGuire said we'll know more on Sunday. Guess what? We're recording on Sunday. Uh no news is going to come out. You know, nobody's gonna be like, hey, this is what's happening. Um the likelihood of him playing uh this upcoming week is pretty low. Um pretty low, especially if it's that same collar if it's that same area of the collarbone, if he's re injured that. Uh, man, first of all, that's that, that's super frustrating. I hate that for Shuck. Uh, having to sit out all of last season, um, working hard in the offseason, you know, certainly it, it, this QB1 deal was was a big uh, contention over the summer, uh, and then earning it, and then, you know, coming out and kind of, you know, starting to shine. Everybody's like, okay, Shuck's out there slinging it. Hey, he's running a bit. This feels good. Like, it feels like he's a part of the offense, and Kitley's got him, you know, where he wants him. He's going to develop this thing around him. And that just happening, it's a, it's, you know, Kinsey would say that it's it's an Alan Bowman 2.0, like he just can't catch a break, always finding a way to get injured again, and you hate that for athletes. You hate that for these kids because they go out there and they put everything ahead to, ahead of them, and they put everything into it, and then stuff like this just happens. And so, uh, for the quarterback room, man, I think that. With the game being the way it was, um, you do have some good film from Shuck, but of course. If he's injured, he's injured, man. Don't play him. Um, and then between Smith and Morton, uh, Smith certainly looked a stronger quarterback uh, in play. 
um, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, but Morton's certainly showing that he's got a lot of uh, zeal and a lot of like, he's got a he's got a high ceiling. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Um, so <laughs> I'm uh, really I'm holding my excitement, people, because for the longest time I've said Donovan Smith should be QB one, and I have got so much crap for it. So I will say this, and I'll say this. So first off, as somebody that Don- Barry Morton actually I thought played really well in the spring game, he was exciting some people in the offseason. Um, the game on Saturday should silence most of the remaining Morton QB one people. He yeah. still got room to grow, guys. Like he still needs some time. I don't think this. And he's yet. young. It's okay. He's young. It's okay. It's fine. Um, I think Donovan Smith should be QB one regardless of what happens to Tyler Shuck. I, I am yes. now on your bet. Um, and, and if you've been listening to the pod the whole offseason, you know I've been very much on the Tyler Shuck train. I very much thought that Tyler Shuck had all the arm talent in the world, that he was going to be QB1, and I thought he deserved to be QB1 until Saturday, right? Um, the fact of the matter is, is that I don't know what's going on with that collarbone, but it, you now have had it in one quarter, got it hurt again, and Donovan Smith played outstanding. In the game against mm. Murray State. Absolutely outstanding. Couldn't have asked for a better performance from him. Um, he didn't... Every drive he took, he scored. Every Everyone. single one. Right? Every single drive he took, he scored. You get that type of production, you can't replicate. He has earned it. I'm not a big proponent on, like, when a guy gets injured, he loses his spot. But sometimes, if the backup comes in and balls, hey... Uh, 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 sorry, Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady out here winning the Super Bowl. Okay, <laughs> you know it, it is what it is. So Donovan Smith came in, he's killed it. He needs to be QB one. I mean, at this point, and I'll say this: Tyler Shuck should not play. Should not play on Saturday, regardless of what the X-rays say. You come back in a sling. You don't need to be playing against Houston at <laughs> the very next Saturday. Yeah. Um, but Donovan Smith, I think, is QB one. Period. Like, I, I think even if Tyler Shuck comes back healthy, no problems with the collarbone. Sorry, guy. What solidified? What solidified it for you, Albie? Just I just this is I'm savoring this. I, I mean, just, dude, like every every possession he scored, every single possession he scored, he looked great. Um, also, not to mention, and I know a lot of people like Donovan Smith just because of his versatility, the fact that he can run, he can bowl people over. I know that's what got excited for me. H- how are you passing? He made great mm. decisions. He made fantastic yeah, yeah. decisions. He passed it to the guy. Every single guy he passed it was open. He may not. And when I say arm talent. He may not be the guy to thread the needle. Guess what? We're not in the NFL. We don't need a guy to thread the needle. Stetson Bennett just won a national championship. He's not threading any needles, right? <laughs> we just sure. need a guy that's going to make the smart decisions, pass it to good receivers, get the ball in playmakers' hands, and he did that. He did that Saturday. Um, that is the guy that I think that played very early last year when he first got in the games. He started doing that. And then he, then he with tougher defenses, it got a little tough, a little more confusing for him. But if that guy that we saw on Saturday plays like he did on Saturday – Man, sky's the limit. Because he can also oh. still bowl people over. <laughs> yes. Well, speaking of, I mean, the ba- we're talking Zach Kitley finding something that works and going to it again and again. The back-to-back, uh, the back-to-back option play, like one his uh, first to last, second to last touchdown, uh, to get us to thirty-five Brooks. points. Where yeah, yeah. So where uh, they pulled it out to the right uh, twice in a row. The first time Donovan kept it, and of course. So here's the thing is that, and I've talked about it, is that it's the physicality for me is that what makes Smith dangerous. Because, you know, if you do a run, if you do a read option play, if you do, you have to have a quarterback who demands respect. You know, if you have a really good passing quarterback who's kind of iffy on the run, chances are they're going to hand it off to a really good, I mean, you got Taj Brooks or Roger Thompson. 
99% of the time they're going to feel the inclination just to hand it off because they're going to do more with it than probably the, the running back can do more with it than they can. Donovan Smith said, you know what? No, I'm not t- I, like this is uh, this is good enough. I, so I, he takes it and he gets five yards on what should have been a tackle at the line. And of course, that's a Murray State thing. Um, but he certainly has the confidence and we're, we're building confidence here. Remember Iowa State last year. Donovan Smith gets an ounce of confidence in, in, under his wings. He is gone. And so, you know, you have that five-yard pickup when it should have been a loss, uh, and then right back to it. And this time, instead of keeping it, he actually tosses it off to Taj Brooks, who had a better look at goal, and we get a touchdown. Like you said, the IQ has increased. Um, he certainly has a lot more. Uh, he's He's got like kind of this raw talent, this physicality, but he's putting brains behind it. He's going through his reads. He's making sure the receiver um, – has a really good opportunity to catch it. He's making good plays when it comes to options. Um, he's he's got better pocket presence. It just feels like there's a lot of momentum behind Donovan Smith. And I say, I mean, let's push let's push through it. You got two big top twenty five teams, uh, two big games that you can win. One at home, one away. Uh, you know, but wait, in the way that they played in the week one, it feels like you can go out and win those games if everything comes together. Get get behind the guy who has steam behind him right now. No, absolutely, absolutely. I think he was, he he was just too good to pass. Like I think one of those things I think coach a lot of times do is they try to outsmart everybody by doing so they outsmart themselves. And sometimes, dude, just make the smart play, right? Like yeah. nobody is going to fault you for sticking with Donovan Smith, and and going forward, nobody's going to fault me, you for that. Let me ask you this: Do you think, on some, and this is like a respectful level, that McGuire is kind of relieved? Because like he, so he put out, so he made the decision. That was the hardest thing he probably had to do all summer was make the decision who is QB one, and he's like maybe he's truly like man, it's either Smith or it's Smith or Shuck, man. They're both so good. You think there's some level of like relief that you know I made a decision. Dang, Shuck got hurt. Okay, Smith can go in and people won't blame me now for picking Smith over <laughs> Shuck. It does make it does make your job a lot easier, right? Like it does. A, it does. It's not a big deal. Nobody's nobody's coming after you. Nobody's like, ah, oh, Smith should have started. You know. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, all is well that ends well, right? Like, and that's kind of that's kind of the thing there. But um, you know, it's I, I think now you just make the you make the smart play. You let Smith go in. Um, and you know, Shuck, Shuck can still get the medical redshirt, you know, and all that stuff. But Smith is—he played well, and you got to ride ride the hot hand while you can. Um, so, flip side of looking at—we're talking about people that play well. Um, one thing I did like from uh, Joey McGuire at the end of the game, end of his first ever game as a college football head coach, they ask him, "How are you feeling? Well, you know, what do you think about this game where you just beat a team sixty-three to ten?" And he says. Well, we gave up some big plays, and I don't really like the fact that we gave up some big plays. And I'm like, yes. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. I, we just scored 63 points. Listen, I just talked to – I just watched an interview where Mac Brown was so happy that they barely – you went North Carolina barely beat Appalachian State, right? And I saw another one where um, there was another coach that, that barely escaped uh, – oh, no, uh, Dana Holgerson barely escaping UTSA, and it's – it's yeah. like ah okay it's fine like at least you get the at least you get the W right at least we have yeah. the W, um and meanwhile we won six three to ten Joy McGuire is like man but those big plays though, right and so one I I loved it but two secondary what's up like mm-hmm. so I'll say this coming into the season we talked about it and we were like well the secondary should be the strength of the defense but that's kind of scary because when the secondary is the strength of a Texas Tech defense usually pretty bad, um, yeah. well f- for one. <laughs> It's not the strength of the defense, as we saw. The strength of the defense yeah. is the side we thought was going to be a little bit worrisome, which is that front seven. Um, mm-hmm. But 
It's um secondary still an issue, still a bit of an issue. I, I was a little bit surprised. Rayshad Williams got beat a few times in this game. Um, the rabbit made a that that touchdown pass was kind of a lot of people put it on. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't remember who the corner was. I don't know if it was Adrian Fryer or not. A lot of people put it on the corner. Rabbit took a terrible angle at it. Totally yeah. undercut it when he could have easily had an interception. Took a, took yeah. a terrible angle, and, before, and when the ball got there, he was already on the fl- ground in the end zone. It was too late. So, yeah, yeah, it was. So it was that. Like I said, Rayshard Williams, Adrian Fry ended up getting hurt um, in the game. I don't really know what's going on with Adrian Fry there, but he also wasn't playing good up to that point either. Um, secondary, secondary was fantastic in the run game. Absolutely incredible in the run game, but in the pass game. Of sure, there were some plays where they were right there, but again, we're playing Murray State, so some of those big plays, the touchdown was a 54-yarder. There was another couple plays that were downfield. Little leaves a little worrisome when it comes to actually playing a team like Houston this week, this Saturday, that does like to chunk the ball down the field. Um, so a little, little is, is I mean, is this something that you think is going to rear its ugly head later on in the season? Uh, my curiosity lies in, you know, what was DeRuiter's like? What was the plan? What was their game plan? Were they trying something out? You know, were they like, hey, this this is our golden pony, and this is going to work all the time? Because if that's the case, it's like, hey, we're just going to come out and smack Murray State. Um, this is exactly how we're going to play for the rest of the season. Then it is worrisome, right? Because you have a lot of um, you have a lot of experience. We talked about, you know, the preseason. Like, this is a lot of experience on the, in these defensive backs. They've played together for a while now. They've got some chemistry. These are good athletes. Um for them to come out and feel a little bit discombobulated, you know, people are overshooting their coverage. Um, people are not in the right coverage. They're getting beat, uh, you know, by number fourteen or you know, multiple times. You know, as soon as that, four, as soon as fourteen for Murray State got a big chunk, I was like, dude, he's gonna go right back to him, and sure as shit went right back to him. Um, and it was like one of those things, like you know, as a Texas Tech fan, that's one of the most frustrating things. Hey, hell, college football fans. One of the most frustrating things is to see a team do one thing on you, it work, and they're like, you know what, I'm going to do it again. Uh, and then it works again. And like, uh, I think that's been a plague of this Texas Tech defense is not punishing teams uh, for trying to go back and get cheeky with it. And so I, I, I'm going to have to see – it's going to have to be the Houston game for me before I make a decision because like, I just don't know where everybody's headset, like mindset's at. I don't know, you know, pregame, like everybody's like super jittery and – you know, what was the game plan? There's a lot of intangibles right now, but it is worrisome, right? Because we wanted this team to, we wanted the defensive backs to be the more stable one, the ones that were like ready to play uh, and not, not let big things go over. And we let two 50 plus yard plat passes go. And that that's just not going to cut it. Yeah, no, it's absolutely not. But I will say that was the only, really the only group that was the worst. I mean, everybody else played fantastic. We already talked about the D-line, how good the D-line played. Yeah. Linebackers were, linebackers were great too. Obviously, Krishan Merriweather was Krishan Merriweather, right? Yeah, he, he you know, he did his thing. Led the team in tackles. Like, that's like, oh, you know, big shocker there who led the team in tackles. Um, who came second in the team in tackles was Tyree Wilson. Big shocker there. But, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But some other ones, we, we didn't mention Philip Bleedy. Philip Bleedy also played great in this game. Um, played fantastic. Jacob Rodriguez, the old DX quarterback, uh, also played fantastic in this game. So, um, so yeah, Texas Tech beating Murray State 63-10, to and not just beating Murray State on the football field, but also on online retail because Texas Tech has home field apparel and Murray State does not. That is right. Home field apparel, get your best Texas Tech clothing you can get. I own some home field apparel shirts. Jeremy owns some home field apparel shirts. You got the hoodie, didn't you, Jeremy? 
I just got the t-shirt. I'm going to go back and get the hoodie, though. got to get the hoodie. Ish so, is soft. Oh, man, the hoodie's fantastic. I just got the hoodie myself. Um, a nice little... Well, I got the crew neck, not the hoodie. I got the crew neck with the, with the, okay. the, the, the uh, okay. red, red, guns up. It goes you bring down. that to Raleigh? I I should. I should bring you that should, to Raleigh. You should, man. Oh, but it's not going to be, be nice. cold. It's not going to be cold. It's September still. I'm, 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 I'm chilling. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, so the home field apparel stuff, some of the best... You know, logos you can get on here. Got the old school double T, the old school Raider Red on there. So make sure to get that. And if you're going to get that and go to homefieldapparel.com, use our code TAKES12, that's TAKES12, to get 15% off your first order from Homefield Apparel. So, we've been, Jeremy, we've been talking about all this with the game. Tech wins 63-10. to 10. Uh, My question to you, Ho, is, though, is... <laughs> <laughs> My question. <laughs> My question to you, sir, <laughs> person, is <laughs> <laughs> My question is, who is your player of the game on offense? Okay. Um You gotta let it pass. Yeah. <laughs> wow, gotta... dude. That's so funny. I can't believe you just I can't believe you did that. Um Dude, so for me, I think that so Obviously, Donovan Smith always. For me, the on the offense, uh, Jerram Bradley, six receptions. He was he was targeted seven times, I think. Uh, six of those for over a hundred yards, uh, averaging eighteen. You know, he gets two touchdowns. Excellent plays, man. Always finding space, being able to beat his guy, made tremendous catches. Uh, never felt forced. I Jerram Bradley surprised me uh, uh, quite a bit. Donovan Smith did not surprise me. Jerram Bradley surprised me. So for me, it is Jerram Bradley. So I'll say this. Um, last, again, big big contrast between this year and the last three years. One of them being a lot of the times uh, we went very east-west, right? And that wasn't yeah. just with that – wasn't, that wasn't just with Matt Wells and, and uh, mm. old weird haircut OC that name escapes me right now. Yost. Uh, Yost and David Yost, but it was also it was also Sonny Cumby, right? Even Sonny Cumby really liked going east west. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Kelly, he's going north south. He is going mm-hmm. de- and because of that, so I was of the opinion that Miles Price would be that guy, right? Because he's a very much an east west type of receiver. Um, what we noticed after ten receptions and four touchdowns between the two of them, Loic Fungi and Duran Bradley, the outside receivers, they go north south. And so oh, if you're gonna picture, if you're gonna, you know, so. Uh, um, but since you picked them. I'm gonna go ahead and say I, I, I won't. I'll be remiss. Todd Brooks scored three touchdowns. I can't not mention Todd Brooks and say he was offensive player of the game, or not say he's not offensive player of the game when he scores three touchdowns. To be honest, the offensive player of the game is Donovan Smith. Let's take that out there. But without yeah, him, yeah, yeah. We it's Duran it. Bradley and Todd Brooks um, in this in this game. So, uh, so I definitely want to give a shout out to those two. Was it Todd Brooks that had that like? Uh... The defensive back came out to try to tackle him, and he like put him on his butt, three sixty, and ran for the touchdown. Now, that was Sir Roderick Thompson. That was Sir Roderick. They're, he didn't so, run for the they're both so. Yeah. <laughs> Sir Roderick Thompson put him in the spin cycle, baby. Yeah, Sir Roderick had a good man. game too. Ooh. Sir Roderick had an incredible game too. And you know what's funny is after the game, I'm like, oh man, Sir Roderick's playing great. You know, he's playing fantastic. Did he outdo Brooks? No, no, never mind. No, no, Brooks comes in. It's like, all right, we're still doing this. He did not. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough to go up against those two running backs this year at all. What's or completely. Mm-hmm. So, Jeremy, defensively, who is your defensive player of the game? Ooh, um, man, that's a that's a really good question. Then, you know, I think it would be. 
it gotta be Tyree Wilson, man. It's gotta be Tyree Wilson. For me, I think that he, you know, he's a part of a sack. He, he gets two tackle for losses. Uh, just a big presence. Tough. I mean, this 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 defensive line, man, it's crazy. But Tyree Wilson being the big man, we know he's not getting beat on the outside by the running back. He's a part, he's one of the key reasons that they only got like they get so few rushing yards. Uh, for me, let's let's pump that Tyree Wilson hype. So I'm gonna give it to Philip Bleedy. Because one, I think we'll we'll have other opportunities to give it to Krishan Merriweather and Tyree Wilson. It's um, fair. <laughs> but Philip Lady, I think he played fantastic, right? Like he was a big question mark on that D line. We already know the law firm of uh, Hutchins and Bradford were going to do their thing. We already knew Tyree Wilson was going to do his thing. But what was going to happen with the guy that came in on the weak side, right? Because mm. let's face it, Devin Drew was supposed to be the, the D line, and he left. So, like, now it's a question of, okay, well, what is uh, Philip Bleedy? He was supposed to be a backup. What he can do? Came in, played great. Had two, ta- two sacks on the day, two four sacks. tackles overall, three tackles for loss. Was also helped really push uh, um, uh, push the, the line up and really control that control the trenches there. So, I'm going to give it to Philip Bleedy on that side as well. Um, but absolutely fantastic game from the defense. And, you know, I, I can't ask for anything more from this team. Hey, why haven't we said uh, good job offensive line? Can we say that right now? That's, you know what? Absolutely. <laughs> yo, yo, for, seriously. Like, the, uh, time out. I, Jeremy and Albie would like to apologize to the offensive line for waiting 30 minutes into this podcast before mentioning them because they were absolutely outstanding. <laughs> best for last, best for last. <laughs> yeah, no, they were great. Best, dude. They were great. They were great. No complaints from the offensive line. Another big question mark coming in this year. But they, there were times where Donovan Smith was back there chilling. He was he cooked the yes. steak, cooked the steak, uh, had some burgers, had a barbecue over, invited some invited his friends and family. His dad came back. Bought some from t-shirts York. from bought some, bought some t-shirts from, from Homefield. <laughs> that's that's right. Used our promo code. Used our well. promo code. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, he "Hey, the what's pass. the promo code?" And then <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. Then he, uh, the O line was fantastic. I mean, both in the the passing game and the run game. I, that, that's another another piece. Couldn't ask for a better performance from them as well. Yeah, I mean, giving up only one sack. And I think if Morton was the one that uh, ended up getting sacked, and I, that was more of a, it felt more erratic than anything um, to get that sack. So for me, the off, man offensive line, y'all did so good. I think that you know, take that momentum, take that camaraderie, and bring it bring it again. Right, we have another home game coming up against Houston. We'll, we'll preview that later this week. Um, that's going to be a really, you know, they did not look too good against, uh, oh, well, as soon as I'm thinking about it. UTSA. UTSA. They did not do, UTSA. they did not look too good against UTSA. So, UTSA is also a good team, but there's like, there's not this top 25, like, oh, we're going to go out and smack this nobody um, kind of, kind of mantra. And so, you know, bring it with you. So yeah, I mean yeah, UTSA is a good team. I do want I don't want to like dismiss them, but yeah. if you're U of H, if you're University of Houston, and everything your goals are set up for this year, UTSA oh. shouldn't be on shouldn't be on your level. Um, that game's so, a loss. Yeah. With that, with that, we've been talking all off season about this being the toughest non-con in Texas Tech history, arguably. Um, the fact that we're gonna have to play all these ranked teams and this and the other. Well, two of the teams we're about to play next week and the week after, neither of them look good. All the same, neither of them look good, <laughs> right? First of all, Houston should have lost to UTSA. They should have lost. Not a, not a situation where, oh, they, no, they should have lost. And NC State really should have lost. Should have lost. To East Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> like, if they have a even a competent kicker at East Carolina, oh, East Carolina over. wins the game. So oh, It goes from, you know, NC State was an auto L to me. Like, that when a schedule comes out, 
Oh, in Raleigh? Ugh, that's an L. Like, that's, you know, scratch it out. That's an L. Throw it in the trash can. Um, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not the preview here in about a week and a half. Um, it's no longer an auto L. I'll just throw that out there. It is no longer yeah. an auto L. The way Tech played, I know it's against Murray State, but the way Tech played, and the way NC State played against East Carolina, it is no longer an auto L. It is, yeah, it, Murray it, State, East Carolina, kind of on the same playing field there, guys. I mean, you know, you know same thing. You know, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a toss-up, right? No, but, I mean, either way, it's, it's Mur- I I will say this, that is no longer an auto L. Um, I think the game against Houston, I, I Tech should be looking ahead and saying, oh, we got, like, Licking, licking your lips a little bit and saying, we, we can play with any of these guys. All right, none of these guys fool, scare us. None of these guys fool us. Can you imagine a back-to-back top 25 win, Joey McGuire first year? That that's gonna that would be insane. That would well, be one of the craziest things to ever happen. I'm not so sure. Houston will still be top 25 come come Monday. but You don't uh, think so? Where are they sitting? They're 17th? They're 24th. Oh, they're not in top twenty-five. Anymore. Yeah, they're twenty-four. Ain't no way. Sorry, I'm getting mixed up. Yeah, no, no, that's they're twenty-four. So I, I, uh, I find a hard time believing that they're still gonna remain top. I mean, who knows? They'll get votes. Who still, knows? But if we get lucky. Yeah, they'll get votes still. So they, they could, they could remain top twenty-five, and that'd be a, that'd be a, a huge. I want them to stay top twenty-five. That'd be fantastic. Absolutely. Um, that game is gonna be a good game too because Houston's gonna be pumped up for it since they lost last year and they've lost quite often in Texas Tech in the last five years. Uh, so they'll be jacked up for it. It'll be in Lubbock. We'll be jacked up for it. Um, and the, the, t- the team looks good. Like, the hype train has mo- rolled even more furiously because now people like me that doubted the talent of this team are starting a little bit to dip my toe in the hype machine, too. <laughs> right? Like, a little bit. Like, I'm like, ah. Just a little bit. Because I, I, I was held back because I was like, the hype is there, but, you know, I don't really, I don't really, like, the team is, ah. And then I saw yeah. what the team just did on Saturday, and I'm like, well. The team is, ah! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, so anyways, Jeremy, anything else you want to say to the people before we get out of here? Oh, my gosh. Um, what an exciting time. Again, as always, this was Murray State. So they're not that great, but it was a good win in a number of ways. And uh, next week is going to be exciting. Albie will get further in. I, we will drag him into the hype pool, uh, and we'll just have a good time this year. Yeah, I mean, this, though it was Murray State, we, we haven't seen Tech do this, in a very, regardless of the opponent, in a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and for it to be McGuire and Kitley and DeRuder and everybody's first game and they're doing that, first half and they're doing that, um, is is quite impressive. There's really no way, way around it. It's just re- ridiculously impressive. And it does kind of, at the very least, tell me that – this isn't a staff that's going to just play around with whoever we play against, right? Mm. We're going to, at the very least, if we feel like we're better than a team, we're going to let it be known that we're better than a team. And that's reassuring, right? Oh, we, may nice. not, we may not win every game. If a team's better than a team, is going to be better than us. But if we're going up against a team and we should beat them, we're going to beat them like we're supposed to beat them. And that's pretty mm. – and that's – and that's like I was – I before the game, I was joking because we were, Tech was 38.5-point favorites. And I said that's wild. I said we should not be 38 and a half point favorites. And I don't bet I never bet against tech. But if I did, I would have thrown a lot of money at that and I would have lost a lot of money because Joey McGuire was like, Hi, you fool. <laughs> I'm gonna run it up. You fool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna run it up. But that's good. That's good. So I'm I'm happy about that. So um, like Jeremy said, we will have a preview towards the end of this week. Also, volleyball. Yo, shout out volleyball. Kenzie and Jeremy have been doing a great job with uh, recapping volleyball games, previewing volleyball games, and they're undefeated. I'm not saying we'll it's because 
I'm not saying it's because of Jeremy and Kenzie, but it, 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 don't, it don't hurt, right? So. <laughs> we lead this, man. Right. For Jeremy, this is Albie Shore, and you've been listening to the Tortillas and Turks podcast, part of the 1012 Network and the official podcast for Ray Raider Sports. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.